Welcome back to another edition of Bavarian Podcast Works. This is Chuck Smith, and I am here to bring you the post-game show following Bayern Munich's 1-0 victory over Union Berlin in a rather uneventful match in some ways, but very eventful in others. Uh, obviously, not a lot of scoring. It was a win, so that's a good thing. <laughs> uh, but there were some things to like, some other reasons not to be concerned, but just to start to honestly expect more out of this team. And I think they might have to start expecting more out of themselves right now. But either way, Bayern Munich picked up the three points in a game that was a makeup from the previous date that was in December, which got snowed out. So as we always do uh, to start the post-game show, we're going to take a quick rundown of the scoring and the substitutions, how it all worked out. And I'll say this, uh, Bayern Munich's starting lineup didn't offer many surprises. We did see a couple of changes, but only one full personnel uh, change, and that was Alfonso Davies not starting and Rafael Guerrero moving into that spot from his previous role in the central midfield and Leon Goretzka taking Davies' place in the lineup. But Leon, of course, played in the central midfield. So Tuchel opted to go with Manuel Neuer in net, Dio Upamakano and Metais de Ligt as the center backs. Rafael Guerrero as the left back. Conrad Leimer as the right back. Central midfield of Joshua Kimmich and Leon Goretzka. And the attacking group of Harry Kane as the striker, Jamal Musiala at the 10, Leroy Sané and Kingsley Coman. So not that different, obviously, from what we saw in the match against Werder Bremen, but Bayern Munich... It's one of these weird things. Uh, it looked like more this week that uh, Leroy Sané was on the right side than anything. Kingsley Coman on the left. Uh, sometimes Sané has been very difficult to pinpoint exactly where he's playing because he's been floating so much. Uh, but for whatever it's worth, uh, he had started on the right side. That unit did not do poorly. I want to say that. It was a very dominant first half effort, even though they the two teams went scoreless, uh, Bayern Munich was completely in control. They had a possession advantage of 74% to 26%. They had 15 shots to Union Berlin's two. They had six of those on target, which Union Berlin had zero. And they also earned seven corners. I mean, this was a fairly, as, as well, I shouldn't even say fairly. It was as dominant a half as Bayern Munich has probably had all season without scoring. Uh, they were just all over Union Berlin, who seemed like they just wanted to absorb more like a bend but don't break kind of structure. And Bayern was just too talented, too fast for Union Berlin to deal with. And I was I was a little shocked at Union Berlin, and I have been this way with them all season. I thought they would be much better than they are. But it does really appear that even though they do have some individual talent, they can't get it to work together and... As you can see, when you're resorting to tactics like they did today in terms of playing very conservatively at times and just trying to absorb Byron's attack and also getting a little bit chippy, they knew they were overmatched going into the contest. So you go into halftime at 0-0, but you felt like Byron was in control. And very quickly in the second half, Byron got on the scoreboard. In fact, it was inside the first minute of the second half when Harry Kane ripped a shot off the post and Rafael Guerrero was able to pick up the rebound, which had a, a pretty decent bounce off the post, control it and rifle a shot into the net uh, for Guerrero. 
it was obviously, I'm sure it felt great for him to score the goal. He was back at left back, and this probably gives Tuchel the incentive to play Guerrero a little bit more at left back. He had a really good game, honestly, but it would be hard to pinpoint anyone who didn't really have a good game because Byron wasn't really challenged all that much. Uh, the entire lineup, I thought, played really well, but it's the circumstances, I think, that dictate how the perception will be. Byron did all of this domination, and they played well, but they still couldn't put a more than one ball into the net, which was disappointing. Anyway, <laughs> there was another near goal in the 56th minute, and it would have been credited to Harry Kane, but there was an offside on the play, so that did not happen. Then we saw a really bizarre, and I can't even begin to explain what happened, exchange between Sané and Union Berlin coach Nenad Bajika, and it ultimately re resulted in the Union coach being ejected from the game with a red card. Uh, so I, it was, I don't know. It's so tough for me to describe it because it just turned into a brouhaha so fast. Uh, Sané is exchanging words with the Union coach. And then there was physical contact, which will probably cost the Union coach uh, some time. Uh, and then all of the Bayern Munich players got involved. So it's something that probably could have escalated into something a lot worse. And I'm sure there'll be more in-depth reporting on it after the game. I'm very interested to know what was said and, and why things escalated the way they did. But at this point, we just haven't heard all that much in-depth about what is what was going on and why it happened. Either way, <laughs> uh, Sané stayed in the match. And just two minutes later, uh, Thomas Tuchel went to his bench, brought in Thomas Muller for Jamal Musiala and Matisse Tell for Kingsley Coman. In my mind, the 76th minute was way too long to wait for these subs. Uh, I don't think that Musiala and Coman, while I don't think they had bad games, I don't think they did enough to to really justify getting that extra extra 15 minutes in or 16 minutes. I would have preferred that Tuchel went to the bench around the 60th minute, but that's just me wanting to see something change and something happen. And for as dominant as Byron was and the opportunities they were creating, it just wasn't flowing. It wasn't working. And, and in the end, the, the end product there just was non-existent. Later in the match, 86th minute, we did see Alexander Pavlovich come in for Conrad Limer. <laughs> there was another bizarre uh, exchange there in extra time where Kevin Vogt looked like he wanted a piece of Harry Kane. There was a lot of arguing and, and back and forth and pointing fingers. It was a really physical, intense match uh, between two teams that I didn't necessarily think it would go that way. So uh, the game would end there at 1-0. And if you want to take away anything out of this, I mean, you want to be positive about it. Bayern did control things. They did dominate shots. They they were, I thought, controlled the flow of the game and the pacing of the game. That was all, in my mind, all dominated by Bayern Munich. I don't think anyone would argue about that. Um, just to give you some quick stats, the XG in the game was 1.95 to 0.25. The end uh, ball possession rate was 72% in favor of Bayern Munich. They ended up with 22 total shots. 10, 10 of those were on target. Uh, corner kicks, they ended up with 12. They did have four offsides. Of course, one of those nullified that Kane goal. I, I have to say they had two big chances, uh, and, and those big chances were missed. Uh, those were both in the first half. It, it was one of those situations where the more I, I think about the game, 
I get perplexed because I, I agree with the a win is a win crowd. Like you get the win anyway, you have to. Some days you're going to be on, some days you're going to scuffle. But either way, the most important thing is you get those three points. There are no style points in footy, right? Like you're not getting any extra points here for winning by a certain amount of goals. But what I will say is that I do want to start to see this team playing like the great team that they are. I mean, this is team is too talented. They're too fast. They're too deep. As much as people want to kill their depth, some of the players that aren't playing right now are really, really good. And if you think about it, you have Gnabry, who's not around. You had Davies on the bench today. You have a bright young player like Pavlovich, who you'd like to see a whole lot more of. You had Matisse Tell, who again was a sub. Like you have a lot of talent there. And I feel like this team should just be scoring more. They should be better. I'm not disappointed in the result. I'm happy with the effort. I'm happy that they went out, they fought, they played with some passion. There was a lot of heart out there on the field. It just didn't all come together in the final third like it should have. And I think that's one of the things I'd like to see come out of this is them improve on that and, and become a little bit more sharp in the final attacking third there. There were good ideas. There were good opportunities, but I feel like there's so much more to this team that we're not seeing. And I do feel like some of it has to do with Tuchel's decisions on who he plays and how he lines the starting lineup up. I, I would really like to see him give some extended run to Jamal Musiala at wing. Again, it's not like a, it's not a situation where I think he's doing all that poorly as in, in the attacking midfield. And it's not just a move that would allow Thomas Muller to come back and play his natural spot. I just think the team functions better that way. I think Musiala is a, an X factor at the wing where when you get him isolated in those one-on-ones, it's almost, it feels like a hundred percent of the time he breaks down that defender and creates an opportunity. You know, I know it's not a hundred percent, but that's what it feels like. Now we're in a spot where we're watching this team and you see the talent and you see how on some days it looks so good together and on others, it just isn't there. And then that's what I'm talking about from last weekend. Like it was not there against Werder Bremen. It was much better today, but it's still not completely together. And that's what I'm waiting to see that complete effort. And I'm hoping that we start to see more of this because I fear that when you get down to the crucial parts of the season and you have a tie against Real Madrid or Manchester City, if they get that far, Bayern gets that far, that you're not going to be able to just rally and pull out those kind of great efforts at that point. You're going to need some build up into those. And, and I want to see some progress with that. Um, and in some ways I get conflicted because I feel like I'm setting the bar low for this team because I was happy that they played with some energy and with some passion that they went out and just won the game. And I guess it is setting the bar low, but I think after Sunday's match that, I was definitely unhappy with the way they played. I don't like the way the two goals always managing this team. And I needed to see something positive. And if, at the end of the day, this effort against Union Berlin in a one nil victory, it was positive. It was a step in the right direction. And I think that that's what Bayern fans need to take out of this. Was it frustrating at times? Yes. Was it exciting all the time? No, it absolutely was not. There were some very boring parts to this match. But we're seeing some things start to evolve. We're starting to see some play, players get better. I just want to see Tuchel push the right buttons, get the best 11 on the pitch together. I don't know if he's going to be able to do that. One thing that is very interesting and one subplot that will come out of this is the health of Dio Upamakano. I mean, Kim Min Jae is not going to be back yet. If Upamakano is, is too banged up to play the next match, we're going to get an extended look at Eric Dyer, who 
for what it's worth, Dyer coming in at halftime today, uh, I felt like, and I don't think I mentioned that when I did the rundown, just kind of blew through it, but Dyer coming in today got, gave us all a chance to look, and he was, I would say, he was very solid. He wasn't spectacular by any means, but he came in and he did the job that he was asked to do. And, you know, in my mind, uh, it's tough to come in at halftime. It's tough to come in for an injured teammate, especially when it's only your second week with the club. But I thought he handled himself really well. I would say all of the subs were about even in terms of they came in, they did what they needed to do. It would have been nice to see Muller or Matisse tell uh, do something impactful in terms of scoring a goal or setting someone up. But, uh, you know, the, the attack just wasn't in that mode today where they were really going to be able to finish many chances. So uh, Bayern Munich gets the win. It'll be very, very interesting to see what happens with this team moving forward, especially as we head into the weekend. Uh, Bayern Munich is in a mode where they can't afford to drop points. And with the way things are going and how solid that Bayer Leverkusen has been, there's just no room for error. So on Saturday morning, well, Saturday morning, Eastern time, Bayern will face off with FC Augsburg in another must-win game. Bayern has to take care of Augsburg, and they absolutely have to continue to build on some of the things they did today, but just continue to get better. Uh, I, I would love to have come on here and ran, ran in and raved about it, but honestly, it, it didn't. this game didn't deserve anything like that. Uh, if you want to hear a good rant, then just listen to the Sunday post game show of, I need no name who took care of all the ranting there because it was well-deserved after that one. This was your normal ho-hum one nil victory. Uh, if you're a Bayern fan, you just have to be happy with the result and happy that the team appeared to be making some progress. That'll wrap up this edition of the post game show. As always, you can get me on the barrel block. You can get our tweetmeister, Tom Adams, at TommyM71. You can get the site at Bavarian FB Works. You can get I Need No Name at BFWINNN. You can get Siler at CYL3R. And you can get all of our great writers and podcasters at the site, BavarianFootballWorks.com. Check us out. We'll have all of the game coverage on this, match awards, observations, the initial analysis, all of the reactions. Check it all out there. Have a couple of beers on me. Enjoy the rest of your week. Keep your ears tuned for a preview show for FC Augsburg, the weekend warm-up, which will drop at some point on Thursday as well. So there's a lot of podcasts coming out and all of our game coverage uh, for FC Augsburg on Saturday. Have a couple of beers on me. We'll see you next time.